With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, we're entering our Broncos blast a little softly today. Uh, maybe Bronco fans are feeling a little tender about how this season has gone. Hey, Broncos blast coming up next on the winnersandwiners.com hotline. We will have Adam Malnati. Follow him at Adam, Adam Malnati 16. He is the co-host of the Mile High Report radio podcast with my co-host, who's with me right now, Ian St. Clair. Uh, and it's all brought to you this week by, and talk about Broncos, Framed Art. Check out their Facebook, their Twitter page, page at Framed Art. Uh, last week, we talked to you about the frame drawing of Mike Shanahan at his ceremony to enter the Ring of Fame. This week on Twitter and Facebook, you can see the front page photo from the Denver Post. Peyton Manning, last week next to his Ring of Fame portrait, framed like all the Broncos are. So honored by Brian Hart for all of, all of Ring of Fame pro- Everything is framed that the Broncos do by Brian Hart at Framed Art. Hey, next week uh, we'll talk about the framing he did for Von Miller, remembering fondly uh, Von here during his time. Brian sits in the owner's box when uh, when he goes to games. Check it out for uh, memorabilia, sports memorabilia, or fine art. Framed Art, Denver's award-winning framer at 3065 South Broadway. And uh, good morning, Adam. Morning, fellas. How are we doing today? Well, doing swell, uh, doing better than the Broncos. Let's put it that way, which is good news. Uh, <laughs> I, I opened the show by saying to Ian, I, you know, I think the Washington football team, the win over the Washington football team, cemented the Broncos' position. Uh, they are the best of the bad teams in the NFL, in my opinion. I rate them 20, 25th ahead of seven uh, worst teams, and that's as high as I can give them. Is, is this not the team we thought was just a quarterback away from uh, having a shot at a winning season? Yeah, that's what everybody believes. They be- we went into this season thinking, okay, it's just we're a quarterback away. And, and I still actually believe that. I'm not, um, not going to say that they aren't. The, the issue is not necessarily the quarterback anymore. 
think the issue has become the, the offensive coordinator. And that is an indictment on the head coach who pushed for this particular offensive coordinator who doesn't like to score points for whatever reason. And, I, I you know, you see all the sort of the metrics of, well, they score more points per possession this year than they did last year and then more yards per possession than last year. All these other sort of analogies and metrics and measurements and, and stats, and none of it matters because it doesn't amount to win. So, to me, if you, and, and Ian and I talk about this all the time, the eye test, right? If you watch this football team and, and the game against the – uh, Washington football team, which is a game that I didn't watch live because it's Halloween and I got kids, uh, was a game that we, we as fans walked away saying, this team is terrible. If that Washington football team is a team that if, this, if the Broncos' offense was any good, they'd have put up 35 points and walked away feeling great. But they're not. And so it doesn't matter how good your defense is at a certain point. We've been begging the defense to carry this team for years. I'm tired of it. I want an offense that functions, and this is on Pat Shermer because he's a terrible offensive coordinator. And yet, Adam, I think the, the biggest disappointment for me is just how bad the defense has been to get gashed by DeErnest Johnson, the third string running back for the Browns, and now going into to Jerry World and facing Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Troy Pollard. I mean, the, the defense has been, I think despite the fact that Pat Shermer is someone who I really don't understand, but the lack of emotion on top of all of that. But the defense, I think, has been something that has been a major letdown because this is what we thought would be carrying the team. And obviously it doesn't help to have an offense that doesn't score points and doesn't really care about scoring points, especially in the first half because of your offensive coordinator. But how big of a letdown has the defense been? And now on top of that, they don't have Von Miller anymore on top now. Yeah. You know, it's funny because it's the splash plays. I think that are, are the most frustrating. Um, it, it, you know, and again, to, to sort of go back to the stats, I think they're second in, in scoring. They give up the second fewest points per game as a defense, which is incredible to me with how bad they have looked. Like when you look, just use the eye test, you go, this defense is bad. They give up horrible plays. I mean, Kyle Fuller, who was supposed to come in and be this, uh, you know, well, he's, a, he's a Vic Fangio guy, and we love Vic Fangio, and this, this secondary is going to be a strength. They give up these big plays. And so you, 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 you see that, and you think to yourself, this defense is terrible. You look at the outcome, it's not as bad because they're not giving up as many points. It's that bend but don't break sort of feeling. But when they do break, it's, it's floodwater. And that is, that is untenable. But I, I kind of go back to what we've talked about over the last few years as well with this. The defense is going to give up at some point when they don't feel like the offense is actually there. How long can you rely on uh, a defense that's going to just continue? To, and I know they're professionals and it's their job and they got to do their job. They're also human beings. And when you look across the field at, at your counterparts and you see that they are not pulling their weight, it is, it, it's draining. And while I expect the defense to play better, and it would be nice if they would, to me it, it just keeps coming back to that same thing that we've been talking about for ever since the Super Bowl year. Yeah. They, the defense can't just do it alone. You have to have scoring. And, and quite frankly, the other side of that is the defense isn't generating any meaningful turnovers. And we'll talk about that too. You have to turn the ball over. If you're a defense that's going to carry a team with no offense, you have to create turnovers. 
they're not really doing that. And if you don't turn the ball over, it doesn't matter how good your defense is because you you're going to bend until you do break. And so you've got to punch the ball out. You've got to get an interception. You've got to react. And, and quite frankly, I don't see Vic Fangio's defense doing that. I think he had one year with the, the Bears where they had the most turnovers in the league, and that was great, but they haven't done that in Denver. That's not been Vic Fangio's style in Denver. You know, I, I got to say this. My big question with the Bob Miller departure is which, which great pass rusher is he going to drop back into coverage now that Von Miller's gone? Man, great, great point. Adam Malnati speaking with us from Mile High Report on the winnersandwiners.com hotline. Uh, I think what you're saying, Adam, is the, the Broncos have achieved a balanced attack. They're failing on offense and defense. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that maybe that'd be a polite way to say it. Uh, let's turn our attention to the streaking Cowboys. I've learned they'll actually be wearing uniforms and pads. Not that they'll need them, in my opinion, uh, because Dak Prescott is going to start. But this is a team that uh, Denver um, uh, has a chance to really pass the ball well against Dallas. As good as Dallas is, and they are being talked about as Super Bowl contenders, uh, Adam, let's let's break this one down. Uh, what does it look like for, for the Broncos to put a few points up on the board? I mean, they, they could. I do think that's a possibility. I, I think the frustration, and Ian mentioned it a minute ago, frustration is I, I don't believe in Pat Shermer and his ability to call a game. And they don't score points in the first half. And I believe that this Cowboys team is better when Dak Prescott's on the field to the point where they are legitimately a Super Bowl contender when he's there, and they are worthless when he is not. Uh, Cooper Rush aside, right? And so – if, if Dak Prescott's on the field, they're going to have to keep pace. They're going to have to keep up and score points in the first half. And I don't think the offense will because Pat Shermer doesn't know how to design an offense that scores in the first half. And he doesn't seem to care about scoring in the first half, feeling like, well, some teams are good at it, some teams aren't. Well, you better be good at it. You're supposed to put up points at all points of the game, not just in the second half. So if they're, if they're too far behind in the second half, it won't matter. And, and I don't I don't see it happening this week for the Broncos. I don't see them going to Dallas, playing in the early game uh, against the team that's getting their, their starting quarterback, their team leader back. And, and I'm supposed to believe that the Broncos are going to find success after looking like garbage for the last month of their football lives. I just don't see it. I don't think it's going to happen. We got a score for us? I, I do. I, I believe it's 37-14. Um, I think that the Cowboys put up most of their points in the first half, and the Broncos put up all their points in the second half. That's, that's just the way it's going to be. Hey, Ian, give us your prediction quickly. My prediction is 45-11 to 11 Cowboys, and Riverboat gambler Vic Fangio goes for two when the Broncos are down 31 to nothing. <laughs> well, what a time to show courage, huh? absolutely (laughs) all right hey adam can't wait to hear uh your next uh report and see you guys uh your coverage of the dallas uh bronco game in mile high report thanks for joining us uh adam anytime adam malnati and ian st Clair. ian st Clair continues on with me as next up on the winners and winners.com hotline we visit the border war fashion your helmets uh We'll talk to uh, Hall of Fame baseball writer and Wyoming Cowboys football writer Tracy Ringlesby. He has the 7220.com. Uh, welcome to 7220.com website. We'll look at the Wyoming side of this great regional football rivalry on a football Saturday. I'm Michael Clark. He's Ian St. Clair. Stay tuned.